Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. I think we'll have to make some tough decisions in a lot of areas, not just in the secondary. Uh, you know, we've got, uh, again, we're going to have to sit down and, um, you know, with Rick and, and Rob and George and sit down and talk about, you know, where we're at with salary cap, where we're at with uh, players, the age of the players, the, who we feel like are going to be core core players for us uh, in the future. You know, we've always done this player evaluation thing with the coaches right after the season, and I just felt like this it's not its not the right time and we should get away from it um, so that we're not biased in whatever happened in the last ball game or, you know, the last two weeks or whatever it was. All right, Mackie and Judd with Rami, Score North and the Score North app. That was Mike Zimmer just talking about tough decisions that they're going to have to make on various players. It's 5 o'clock on Tuesday, and that means it's time for our scoop session here with our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson, 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department, and the Scoop Podcast, available on the Score North app and anywhere you find podcasts. And Doogie, let's start with Vikings. What, Hi, Phil. What can you do? you got all kinds of player contract speculation. George Payton is in the mix potentially for a Browns GM job. So you open your Vikings notebook and start wherever you want to. Well, I just texted with somebody close to George Payton wondering if he will accept the Cleveland interest. You know, Cleveland reached out and said, hey, we want to interview George. And George hasn't decided yet. I think if he accepts the interview, I think it's his job if he wants it. Now, he may go and accept the interview and decide that Jimmy Haslam is a you-know-what, that it's an impossible organization to work for, to work with. And he may ultimately end up back here. But I do think if he ultimately accepts the interview, that is a pretty big deal because he has turned down multiple opportunities in years past. I mean, quite frankly, and a lot of fans don't know who he is, but the Vikings assistant general manager should be some team's general manager. That's how highly thought of he is within the game. I mean, so many people have such a healthy opinion of George Payton. So I am surprised that he's turned down numerous opportunities. I mean, the Jets GM job, the last time the Jets went through the process, the Jets job was his. If he wanted to be the Jets general manager, he could have been, but he said no. He was not interested in interviewing. But anyway, he has not made up his mind yet. That would be the headline from about 30 minutes ago, texting with somebody that is incredibly close to George. Are the Browns moving on and interviewing other people, or are they waiting, and is he is he the guy who they've sort of targeted as as the one that they want? Well, there's the guy, Barry, who used to work in their front office, who's now in the Philadelphia front office, that has some sort of working relationship with Kevin Stefanski. So that name certainly means something and means something in this 
in this search. But yeah, I'm just saying, I think George is the guy they really, really want. It's on George whether he wants to accept that job and so, accept the interview. So, Duke, as I go through the list of uh, pending guys who the Vikings are going to either have to decide who to bring back in free agency in March or not. We've got Everson Griffin as a key name, Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander, and Anthony Harris. If there is one of those names that you think is especially important and near and dear to Mike Zimmer's heart, which one is it? It's the last one you said. It's Anthony Harris. I mean, if Mike Zimmer gets his way, Anthony Harris is back. I mean, if you really had to prioritize all those guys, all the names you laid out, even more. If you ask Mike Zimmer, when they have their personnel meetings coming up here in the coming days and weeks, he is going to go to bat for Anthony Harris more than anyone else. Doesn't mean that it's a foregone conclusion that Harris will be back, because I heard you bring this up earlier on, it was either Score North Live or one of the shows earlier today, That, and you're right, you can't pay Harrison Smith what you're paying him. I mean, it's eight figures, right? I mean, he's making about $10 million for the Harrison 2020 Smith year. It has a base salary of $8.4 million for next season and a $10.8 million cap hit. Okay, so the so cap hit is 10, 8. So, 10, I mean, yeah. you've got the 10, 8 cap hit. I mean, Anthony Harris, I mean, pro football focus, whatever you think of pro football focus, I mean, they have him as the number three overall free agent. Amari Cooper's one. You go down the list. Anthony Harris is their number three unrestricted free agent. So, I mean, you can make a case that he is going to get paid. Should it be the Vikings that pay him, considering all the issues they have? I mean, right now, they have the least amount of money to spend. They are number 32 in the league. They have zero cap flexibility. Doesn't mean that they won't eventually have some by making some moves, Rhodes, maybe Linval Joseph, some other guys. But right now, they have zero flexibility. But I'm just saying, Zimmer would go to bat for Harris more than anyone else. He loves Anthony Harris. And by the way, that's that's zero flexibility Including the guys that are coming off the books as free agents, anyways, right? I mean, so so if you let's say you cut let's say you cut bait on Xavier Rhodes and you cut bait on Riley Reef, it might free you up to, if you wanted to bring back one or two of your free agents, but it, do, it doesn't free up enough room to bring back a couple of guys in house and a couple of big time. For, they're just in a really tough spot to add onto this roster. Yeah, I mean, I think we knew that. I mean, after they made the decision to bring back Anthony Barr, when you make the decision to give Kirk Cousins that contract, we knew at some point. This day would come. But yeah, I mean, they are in salary cap, you know what. Yeah. I mean, more so than any other time with Rob Brzezinski in charge. And Rob has been here for a really long time. Yeah. I mean, Worse than is... last year? Because last March was well, awful, too. I don't remember them being number 32. I mean, the, cor- the quarterback yeah. just ties you up. He does. That's a, yeah. And like I mean, him or not. You know, I mean, I think a lot of us made the comment at the time that did it really make logical sense to give Anthony Barr all that money? I mean, sometimes you need to make tough decisions. I think Eric Wilson, personally, I think if you gave Eric Wilson all those snaps, the drop-off would not be significant. Would there be a drop-off? Yes. Is Anthony Barr a really good player? He is. But at times, look at the New England Patriots, other organizations, you have to make tough decisions. I think in this instance, going back to last March, they should have said, Anthony, thank you. Go on to the New York Jets. That's and that's why. So we started the show off today, and we just like, we we went down this path of not just like who should they draft in the first round, but what are some aggressive things, reckless speculation that they can do? Because Doogie, the Vikings, for as long as we have been alive watching them, if you're around our age group and you and you missed the '70s Super Bowls, and but but you've watched all throughout the '98, the Vikings have been good, not great. Basically every year except ninety eight and oh nine and they and they lost in the NFC championship game. And I mean, they don't lose in a normal way. More often than not, it's either complete yeah. heartbreak or complete embarrassment, right? And, I mean, they either lay an egg or yeah, I mean it's Gary Anderson, it's the knee, 
it's 09, you know, the, the debacle in New Orleans, January of 2010, the 09 season. I mean, they just, they oftentimes just don't lose a playoff game or a significant right. and, game in a normal way. And I have no personal interest in them going 10 and 6 next year and getting beat in the wild card round or the divisional round. That does nothing for me. I'm okay with them taking a step back next year and even missing the playoffs if they need to to get it right for the next 10 years. And that means at quarterback, too. I would have my radar up to be trading up. I'd be looking at trading up into the top 10. You might have to trade up into the top 5 to get Tua because the Dolphins are sitting there at 5. But like I, I'm more interested in aggressive things that they can do, trades, you name it, to be better for the next 10 years than good. I'm with you, but I just have zero sense that the Wilfs agree with you that Rick Spielman agrees with you, hmm. that Mike Zimmer agrees with you. So, more than likely, I think what you just laid out probably takes place. They're in the mix. Maybe they get to double-digit victories in 2020, but maybe they're hovering around eight or nine wins. But I don't think they're ready to hit the rebuild. I'm with you, though. Me, personally, depending on what it would take. Now, the Chiefs, a couple years ago, gave up their first, the next year's first, and a third. Yep. To get up how many spots 17, to take Mahomes? 27 to 10. 27 to 10. You got to go okay. from 25 to, to probably four. You got to get right, ahead so, of Miami. I mean, you're looking at 25. We actually we, we, busted the out the draft first. value chart earlier today. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if that chart has a lot of value this day. I mean, the chart's fun fodder, but I don't know if it has a ton of value to this day. It's a but, value chart, dude. Yeah, how does it not have value? I don't. What What did it say? I mean, did it say what? It said like, they would this have year's to... first, next year's first? Was, yeah, we, we estimated this year's first, next year's first, and a second in one of those drafts as well, and you probably have to throw in a consolation like fourth or fifth. I mean, it would probably head. be this year's second. Right. This is a pretty good draft, I would imagine, mm-hmm. that whomever you're dealing with would want this year's second, not wait a year. I mean, depending on the medicals, I mean, if Tua checks out okay, if you could tell me that you could get Tua for that, if you told me pick, and it depends on, I guess, what Tennessee does here the rest of the way, where the Vikings will pick, but about what, pick 24, 25, 23, somewhere in that range, 24, 25? 25 for the Vikings. 25? That's where they've locked into, yeah. They are locked in, they're locked regardless in of what takes place with the mm-hmm. Titans? It's in 25. Okay, so they're pick 25. So, yeah, I mean, if you told me pick 25, the 2021 first-round pick, and this year's second get you Tua, sign me up. Like, that to me is a no-brainer type deal. But I'm just telling you, my sense is they're not thinking along those lines. Now, you said you don't think they're ready to go in full in on the rebuild. Are they Are they ready to go in on any sort of re-up and, and committing to Spielman, Zimmer, Cousins, or any combination of their beyond 2020? Yeah, I fully expect Zimmer and Spielman to get contract extensions. Now, the question is, is it a one-year extension for both? Is it a multiple-year extension for both? I don't think it's going to be a three-year extension for both. Maybe it's two years. I mean, it's going to be one or two years. I do think they will sit down with Kirk Cousins' agent at the Combine late February in, in Indianapolis and just get a get a gauge on what it would take to extend him. I do think that this regime is pretty much all in on Kirk Cousins beyond 2020. What's our sense of what, when they're going to meet and talk about that? Very fact, too, because I think that's a very important discussion is where can Kirk take us? Uh, potentially with what Kirk is going to want. Do we have a sense of the Wilfs and Rick and I guess Mike and Gary Kubiak? Because I think the key question is, what can Cousins do? Realistically, he ties up a ton of cap space. 
If this was 1995, I might be ecstatic right now and say, yeah, that's as good as you're possibly going to do. Drop back quarterback. Okay, he can't sense pressure, but that's okay. But it's not. It's 2020. So I think the most important question now becomes Dukes. When are they going to sit down and sort of determine the path of of not just the coach GM, but probably most importantly, the path of the quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I think it's in the next couple of weeks and they talk to Cousins' agent, Mike McCartney. At okay. the combine, and also interesting on Mike, by the way, McCartney, the agent for for Kirk Cousins, Priority Sports out of Chicago. Yeah. He's actually the son of the former Colorado Buffaloes coach, you know, the Promise Keepers guy, you know that Bill. guy. So it's a legendary, yeah, Bill McCartney. Mm-hmm. It's a legendary football family. But anyway, Mike has some intriguing free agents, including this guard from the New England Patriots. It's Josh. Is it Thuny Tooney? Look up the name. He's a top five or top ten. Pro football focus free agent. Hey, I mean, to me, I mean, you're already talking to him. I mean, tampering happens all the time. If you're the Vikings, I would bring up that name. I don't know if the Patriots are going to try to bring him back, but the Patriots oftentimes let guys go. That free agent guard would make a lot of sense here, protecting Mike McCartney's Premier guy, premier client, Kirk Cousins. What's what's more likely in your mind, Doogie? By the way, this is uh, anytime you're listening to Mackie and Jeb with Rami, you're in the middle of 25 straight minutes of Mackie and Jeb with Rami, whether you like it or not. Doogie, you can find him on Five Eyewitness News. My bladder likes it or not, too. It's happening. Listen, you got a mug. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Stay away from, stay away from my football. You're good no. to go. Uh, you can find Doogie's Scoop podcast on the Score North app, Apple or Spotify. Doogie, what do you think is more likely? In there, I'm only giving you two options. Okay, option one: the Vikings bring back all the you know they bring back obviously Cousins and Zimmer and Spielman, and they. They make some draft and free agency tweaks however they can to this current roster, and they take the next step. They become Super Bowl contenders, legit Super Bowl contenders. Or that this is just kind of the window closing on this particular era and core, and it's it, it, we've seen it five or six times in our lives watching Vikings football. What's more likely? Of those two, mm-hmm. the latter. Yeah, That the window is closing. I'm not going to suggest it's completely closed. But yeah, I mean, it's more closed than open. I mean, I just don't see with this current core. I mean, let's keep in mind, too, they got relatively lucky in 2019 from an injury standpoint. I mean, and Thielen missed a lot of action. You know, Cook was hurt when you really needed him for that Green Bay game. They had injuries, don't get me wrong. But comparatively speaking, I mean, they were okay off. You're not guaranteed that sort of... Injury luck. I mean, Stefan Diggs had always missed a game, right? At least one game in his career. He yeah. plays every game. I mean, will you have that sort of luck in 2020? I tend to think maybe not. That maybe it skews the other way. So just for myriad reasons, yeah, I do. I think it's it's more closed than open. Dalvin Cook Dukes has a base salary of $1.3 million for next season, okay? Um it's the last year of his rookie contract, and because he wasn't a first-round pick, it's a four-year contract. There's no fifth-year option mm-hmm. to execute here. So he is truly going into the last year. Odds that his agent calls the Vikings and says, my client is not showing up for training camp without a new contract. And my sense is, if that contract is going to be top-line contract, I don't see how the Vikings in their current cap structure can give him that. Do you agree? And what's your sense of what Dalvin and his people are going to be looking for? Well, I mean, they're going to be looking for Ezekiel Elliott type money, if not more. Which is six years, ninety million with fifty guaranteed. Just to be Correct. clear, I how mean, much that, that is? Is what they will be looking for, Ooh. or more? I mean, I can just tell you that definitively. 
Yeah, the agent is going to have back and forth with the Vikings. Will the agent advise Cook to hold out? I mean, what sort of leverage do you have? I mean, I guess look at Melvin Gordon. What did Melvin Gordon truly accomplish sitting out all the time he did with the Chargers? Now, the agent is relatively young. I mean, he's he's like in his mid to late 20s. I mean, we're not talking a big-time agent. I mean, he's trying to build up his clientele, his business. But I think he's savvy and shrewd enough. I've talked to him enough, texted with him enough, where I think there's some savvy there that I guess I would be surprised if he advised his client, who has zero leverage, to hold out of training camp. But make no mistake, they are looking for big-time money. Would I pay him? No. And I get it. Run first offense. That offense goes as Dalvin Cook goes. He's a phenomenal player. Just my overall philosophy with the salary cap is I can't pay any running back stupid money. If he's still productive next year and I'm the Vikings, I just franchise tag him year to year until he falls off the inevitable cliff that running backs fall off when they get around that age in the NFL. That franchise number's pretty big, though. I mean, is it $19, 20000000 million? Give but he's take? worth it as long as he's productive. Yeah, on a one year. It's just a matter yeah. of committing to that long-term deal where he's not going to be worth it on the back end like the like the Cowboys just did with Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, when's the last time the Vikings used the franchise tag? Not to say that they Chad won't, Greenway. wouldn't. Greenway, right? Yeah, I mean, it's been a while. I thought point. It was Greenway was it? But but the problem, the problem that the but Cook, that's not a bad idea, Rob. The Cook camp has one problem though. Their client doesn't stay healthy, which the Vikings are going to use against them. But am I going to send Dalvin Cook into the last year of his contract at a really low base salary and risk him being hurt? I'd almost rather hold him out and try and force the Vikings' hand to possibly even trade him. Because if Delvin Cook is not going to play sixteen games, I don't I get it ever. Right? I don't disagree. No, but, but if I, but if but I'm why would the Vikings agent, then I know why would they play into that? Why would they say, okay, sure? No, I don't think they will. Him. No, I don't think they will. What, what I'm saying is, I don't think he shows, and I think they say, okay, don't show up. I let's bet. I I think he shows. Right now, I would say he shows. <sighs> he wants the money he wants. I think he shows. Case of beer. That's fine. Oh okay. yeah. I mean, that's a win-win anyway. <laughs> Got that right. Uh, by the way, they're showing, they're just showing footage from the Kevin Stefanski introductory press conference. It, it is so weird to see him in any color other than purple because he's one of the rare coaches. You go, you guys ever go to like Wikipedia and just look at the, the, the job history of coaches and it's almost always two years here, two years there. Oh, well, it's, like, it's like 15 different stops over 20 years and Kevin Stefanski has been with the Vikings since 2006. And I, I caught some snippets of this and he, Spoke highly of analytics. There's reports that he's going to do some different things offensively, schematically, than the stuff that maybe he wanted to do in Minnesota, but Mike Zimmer wanted things done a certain way. I mean, we've all we've all known Stefanski to some extent for the last decade and a half. Doogie, this is a terrible place to take your first head coaching job. Do you think he has a chance? Do you think he has any chance to be the one of the 90 coaches they've run in and out of there the last 25 years? It is a terrible situation, don't get me wrong. I still think, though, when you look at Nick Chubb, and I think there's something there with Baker Mayfield, and they have some roster flexibility, financial flexibility, that the pieces are relatively in place. Like, I think I'd rather take my chances with that roster, even with the dysfunction in ownership, in the front office, although some of that dysfunction is now gone. I would still personally roll the dice. It's the old, there's only 32 of these, that when the opportunity presents itself, you go and take it. Now, let me ask you this. I had somebody bring this up to me. If the Vikings had allowed Kevin to go join Shermer a couple of years ago with the New York Giants, remember the Vikings yeah. blocked Kevin from going. Yeah. I mean, he wanted to go. 
And there was some friction there for a couple of days. Now, Kevin doesn't hold grudges for a long time, but I just know for about a 48-hour period, you know, texting with some people close to Kevin, that, that Kevin was pissed off. Yeah. He just didn't understand it. And then came around and realized, okay, he understood it later on. But for a while there, he was really pissed off. But if the Vikings had said, Kevin, go. Go work for Shermer in New York. Do you think he's in this position no. today? No. No. So it's interesting so, to think about because I'm just telling you, he was very mad that he wasn't able to go join his guy. Pat. It's like so much of these when when you go from position coach to coordinator to head coach, so much of it is just okay. Was the trajectory of the team and the offense going a certain way? And then were you on like that's how I mean Adam Gaze should not be a head coach, but he was handcuffed to Peyton Manning's 55 touchdown season. And oh, look at that offense! And no, it's Peyton Manning. So the fact that Kevin Stefanski has been the overseer of a Kirk Cousins offense that did as well as it did in the regular season. I think gives him an advantage there. But it's it's a lot less about X's and O's, and, and it's going to be a lot more about leadership and personality and ego management and just taking a dysfunctional punchline organization. I don't even, like, to me it would be almost, it would have nothing to do with X's and O's with him. Like, can he get in that room and be respected? And that's going to be the question. I mean, just based on his body of work and his 14 years here, the amount of people he connected with, the relationship builder that he is, in that sense, I do think he'll have success in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, final, uh, empty your notebook out here. Final thoughts. You were at the Miguel Sano press conference today. What, what can you tell us yeah, about? Yeah, he told me he weighs 270. He's heading to Fort Myers here before the month is over. Plans on taking off a little bit more weight. Uh, it was Daniel Adler who did the deal. Twins assistant general manager. They now have like three or four guys over there with the title of assistant general manager. But Daniel Adler is an interesting guy. Worked in the NFL for the Patriots, for the Browns. Speaking of the Browns. Yeah. The Jaguars. He's a Harvard guy. His brother writes for the Jimmy Fallon show. Like Daniel Adler has this Talented incredible family. backstory and I think, from what I can gather, the, this is his first major deal. Like, he was the point person. He did the majority of the legwork. So interesting that it was Daniel Adler, not anybody else in the Twins front office, that really completed this deal. But, yeah, I mean, Miguel was he was he was in a good mood. He also said, hey, bring on Josh Donaldson. If Josh wants to be here, I'm all for moving to first base. I asked him directly. I had a chance to talk to Miguel one-on-one for about 10 minutes. I said, hey, how much would you like Josh Donaldson here? It would mean that you would have to move from third base to first base. And... His face lit up, and he said, yeah, you know, boom by this, and, you know, great fit. <laughs> by the way, I'm Josh, and you guys, if you want to give me grief, in this very time slot last Tuesday, I said, by this time next week, which would be right now, yeah. that we would have some closure on the Josh Donaldson front. You Clearly, know, we don't. A lot of things were said on this show last week I'm, that we'll just yeah. sort of Well, I mean, about, I guess you know, I'm so tired. The, the write that down. I'm you know, so tired of this guy. Here, Donaldson, just make up your mind, yeah, I man. Know. To defend myself a little bit on that. Admittedly, that that's coming from the local squad. That the local squad, heck, they've thought multiple times that there would be closure by now. They thought there would be closure before Christmas. I guess now at this point, Dan Lozano, the agent, I mean, he took Manny Machado last year until February 21st. It's not like they're waiting on anybody. So this thing, this thing may still go on for a little bit. As far as I know, they have yet to ask the Twins for their final offer. So when we get to that point, I think we'll... Be able to say, yeah, closure's coming pretty quickly here, but at this point, no. I mean, I don't have a sense that closure's coming really yeah. quickly. He still wants 110, right? I he mean, wants, that's, yeah. that's the thing. He wants 110. Well, They're not we talked about this last week. Yeah. I mean, if you know that you can get him for four years, $110 million, you do it. I agree. It's not my money. Yeah, except... But I'm just saying, if you're the Twins and you can seal the deal tonight for Josh Donaldson at four one ten, you make that the Phil and Judd plan has moved times. on. Arenado and Gray, go get them. <laughs> Arenado's got a no trade. <laughs> 
I mean, there's just there's no steam. No, there. but he's going to be dealt to the Cardinals. Sure, and he's I think going he'll to accept. He's going to accept that. Right, I don't there's know. No, there's no I don't reason know if he why to trade to Minnesota. I don't know. Okay, you know what? I'm spending every waking hour working on that, though. Well. I'm tired of lack of movement. This is not that hard. Again, I don't want to have to run every team. I would team, just lock we'll up Donaldson. Do just pay him what he needs. Don't give up the prospects for Arenado. I went great, too. Yeah, Josh, yeah, I, I agree, agree too, but you need, to give up, you need to give up a ton. Uh, what else do I have written down here? The Wolves are canvassing the league. A lot of trade chatter. Jake Lehman, still at least a couple weeks away with that turf toe injury. Uh, there were seven NBA scouts at the Gophers-Michigan game on Sunday. I mean, the Daniel Oturu stock is climbing. Like, I heard the other day that the Pistons are doing a lot of background work on Oturu. The Blazers the Spurs to a certain degree. I mean, I think there is a chance. He's good. He's a good player. And this is a really weak draft. The more the season goes on, that Oturu will become a first-round pick. I don't yeah. know today if he's a first-round pick, but I think come June, there is a decent chance if he wants to go pro. Now, how about this? I found this out the other day. He's actually on track to graduate in three years. So if he wants to come back for his junior year, taking summer classes, he can actually earn his degree in three years. So would it make some sense to come back next year and earn your degree. But if you have a chance to be a first-round pick, to me, you should be a first-round pick. Tyler Johnson out of the Shrine game. So is Rodney Smith. Tyler, by choice, he's training out west. He did get an official invite to the Combine, the former gopher. On Rodney Smith, I'm told he got banged up in the in the Outback Bowl. So he's not 100% healthy. Rick Spielman yeah. is down at the at the Shrine game. That is Darren Doogie Wolfson, 5 Eyewitness News, and the Scoop Podcast, which you can find at 6 o'clock on Fridays here on Score North and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Cram session when we come up, and Jonathan is making us the GMs of the Minnesota Vikings in one of his questions. It's always dangerous, but... Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar... Or pie made with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone.